James, you seem to be toting today in the radio studio a plastic bag. Crinkle it for us. All right, now okay. take out one of the objects. Uh, okay, that was the, the sound of dropping. And uh, take, take out one of the objects out of the plastic bag. So there's the bag crinkling. Rifle through one of those packets. Now, that sounds like a deck of cards. It's not a deck of cards, but if you know James Altucher, if you know anything about James Altucher, you know that he loves to throw around, because he's a big spender, $2 bills. And that looks like you've got hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. $4,002 bills. <laughs> and here's what happened. You want me to tell you what happened? I Why would love I have to. Them? I have to say, visually, I wish people could see it, because it looks like nothing so much as the spread that cops do after a big drug bust, and you see the guns, the drugs, and the money lying on the kind of plywood table there. This looks like the money portion of it. Well, here's what happened. First off, the reason why it's in a plastic bag like this is because I asked my local bank for $4,002 bills. They ordered $4,000 in $2 bills. $4,000 in $2 bills. They ordered it from the Federal Reserve, and then they delivered it to me in this plastic bag in packets of $100 each. So you're saying this package 40 comes packets. from the Fed? This packet comes from the Fed. And then um, I, as you know, as we've spoken about before, I've gotten rid of all my possessions. But one thing I stored, the one thing I actually stored, was this bag of $2 bills. So I... I where where did you store it? Just a friend of mine I gave them to, who fortunately did not steal them. Okay. Good friend. And I got back the $2 bills the other day, and I was in a hotel room, and I checked out of the hotel. I went to breakfast. I did some work. I wrote. Uh, I was at this breakfast for three hours because I usually eat and then write, and then I realized I forgot my $2 bills. I left them in the hotel room that I had just checked out of. Where in the hotel room did you leave them? Well, I ran back to the hotel room and got back into the room. The room had already been cleaned. Everything had been cleaned. Uh-oh. And... But underneath the bed, that's that's your safe place. Underneath the bed is my safe place. Mm-hmm. Was the two dollar bill? What else do you usually put under the bed in a hotel that, room? That's really the only time I've used. What about the other like bed. your computer? If you go out and you don't have your computer, no, because they're not gonna. No one's gonna take my computer. Right, I cool. don't know why. Uh, and you don't like a safe because why? You don't use a safe because why? I'm afraid I'm gonna forget the combination. Mm. So I, I suppose I could always call for the combination. You or, probably or, could. But under the bed, so you put four thousand dollars in two dollar bills under the bed. Right. You, and so then I, I I was leaving the hotel room, and it's kind of funny. You know, here's the first lesson I'm drawing from this story. If I ever get a job cleaning hotel rooms, check under the bed. Heck always. Yeah. Four grand just sitting there. So so I'm leaving the hotel, and this guy said to me. Hey, you're pretty brave. Like this guy just walking past, you're here, and I'm like, why? It's like, who's you're carrying a bag of money like that just out in the open? Especially <laughs> brave and a little bit like recklessly brave. Well, not right, not, but not only, but but like you're incurring the risk for very little reward because it's not like they're twenties or fifties or hundreds. You're like saying, rob me, and it's only $4,000 that you're betting on your life. I figure I'm all about what makes a good story. So here's an opportunity. So you were hoping to be robbed? Well, no, I wasn't hoping to be robbed. But if somebody did rob me, A, what a great story he has, and B, what a great story I have. Well, it's win-win if someone robbed me at that moment. But there's also I the love re- that you're such a generous person <laughs> that you care about that the robber has a good story. Oh, my tell. God. His story is great. Like, I robbed this guy of, like, a bag full of money, and all I got was $2 bills. Now, don't you think he would track you down, figure out who you are? He would Google in what kind of moron carries around $2 bills by the bushel. He'd right. find you. Oh, wait, wait. Google that and see if I show up. <laughs> so you, what are you Googling? What I'm kind gonna, of moron? Um, 
carries around two dollar bills. Two dollar bill. Eighth graders attempt to buy school lunch with two dollar bills sparks something. School right. calls police on girl using two dollar bill to buy her chicken. Yeah, two dollar bills are really not. All right, hang on. Let's see. Um, let's just see if we got. We'll leave out moron because that was that was. No, I'm, you know I'm I don't think I think you're the opposite of a moron, obviously. But uh, and then I'll tell you why I have two dollar bills. We've discussed it briefly before, but I'll, I'll describe real quickly again. I see. Um, okay, so a search for just two dollar bill doesn't get me altitude. What's a word that's not altitude that might um, two dollar bill tip. tip? Two dollar bill tip. Um, two life hacks that will get people to like you. Hit number one. Altitude. altitude. All right. So let me tell you why I do it. First off. If you move into a new, I've been doing this for 24 years. If you move into a new town, brand new town, how do you get people to remember you? You're leave in, a $2 bill. You, you leave a $2 bill as a tip. You don't pay in $2 bills, but you leave like a 30% tip in $2 bills. Then guaranteed, everyone in every local store that you plan on frequenting quite a bit will remember you. They'll remember you. You're special. You're the guy with $2 bills. You, you, you can totally see your effect on the local economy, too, by how the $2 bills sort of Depends what size of place you the economy. to, presumably. Yeah, but you know, even in New you York City... You try this in Jakarta. No, but I first used this technique moving from Pittsburgh to New York City in 1994, hmm. and it worked. So, What it, part of New York were you living in? That was Astoria, Queens? No, no, I lived for a while on uh, 14th and 7th. Gotcha. Um, and, it, and it worked. I'll go to the local. It, the important thing is you go to the same place every day and you want the waiters or waitresses to remember you. Okay, we do have to pause for a minute to hear from our sponsor. Won't take long. Question of the day. We'll be right back. Steven, guess what? Today... All states sponsoring another question of the day. They must actually like our answers. James, you and I usually were up for a good debate, but there's no room to argue with this opportunity from Allstate. I know, Stephen, because we tried to argue about this one. But there's just so many benefits to opening your own Allstate agency. Instead of finding a problem, we came to this conclusion. Why wouldn't you do this? Because with Allstate, you're going to own your own business, a business where you get big rewards for growth, unlimited earning potential, and a lot of equity for the future. And when you're the boss, you create the office culture and vision for the workplace with the power of the Allstate brand behind you. Working with the Good Hands Company is about helping people live the good life. Sounds like a pretty good deal, James. So if you haven't thought about opening your own Allstate agency, you should. Head over to allstateagent.com slash question of the day after the show to see stories from successful agents. And of course, this is subject to the terms of the agency agreement. <laughs> Let me go on a tangent, but it's a real question. Go on a tangent. It's and this is look. It's related to the the headline of this article from your blog: two life hacks that will get people to like you. And you and I were talking last time we were together last week. I don't think we were talking about it on QOD, but maybe afterwards that you really you really care and think a lot about having people like you or approve of you. Yes, although not in a manipulative way. Like I don't want. Although this sounds manipulative, I don't. I think I am a little insecure that if I don't give some extra reason, like I think deep down people should like me, but I think I'm a little insecure that if I don't have like extra flash, uh, it's a little harder for people to like me for whatever reason. Why do you think? What? Why do you think that is? So, what makes you think that you're hard to like? You know, because I, I find you honestly, truthfully, I find you a very likable thank person. You, Steven. You're smart. Ditto. You're smart. You're kind. You're personable, you're not judgmental, you're quirky in ways that I find really compelling and fun. I, I appreciate the compliment, but I don't know, I just figure every little bit helps. So 
you know, two I want people to not only like but remember. But here's my argument. My, this is just me as a friend saying it to you. Is that I? I don't want to say I worry, but maybe I do worry a little bit that you feel compelled to do things to get people to like or approve. Look, this is not just you. This is probably every human on earth, right? This is what we crave. We crave adoration. We crave approval, and so on. But I just I, I think about you know opportunity costs and other things like the the time and effort and that you spend trying to get that approval. I just wonder if in some way it works against your kind of natural flow of creativity and work and so on. That Maybe it complements it. It complements it in the sense that again, it's like I said before. I always crave a good story. So when you give someone a two dollar bill, several things happen. One is they ask you. Uh, why do you have these $2 bills? I've never seen one of these before. And they get very excited. So it could potentially instantly make, you know, be a shortcut to friendship. Maybe that person would have been friends anyway. As you said, maybe I am likable, but this is an easy shortcut to conversation piece. Often when two people meet each other, even if they're both likable people, they need some kind of conversation piece to, to bridge the gap. Second, giving a $2 bill or having a $2 bill it's just the story of why always comes up. Like it's coming up in this podcast. It leads to a whole podcast, at least two podcasts, actually, and an article, the article you just Googled. So there's always opportunities there. Plus, I think $2 bills are beautiful. You ever see the back? They're signing the Declaration of Independence. Who's the Jefferson's on Jefferson's the front? Jefferson's on the front. It's a, it's a beautiful bill. Like, and I don't even know why they, you know, particularly now that the dollar has lost so much value, the $2 bill should be the new dollar. They now, should bring them back. Now, let me ask you this. Um, well, the, I, think, I think they were last issued in 1976, I think. Oh, you're serious? Yeah. So all the ones that you're... So they're not crisp. Let if they see. are crisp, that just shows how low the demand let me, is let for Let me them. see. I'm going to pull them out right now. Where do these $2 bills come from? Oh, no. These are 2000... These are 2009. So I, I take it back. They were issued in 2009, some of these. Yeah, and see if they're any more recent than 2009. And do those feel brand new? No, they do not. They all feel used... Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, 2009. No, these are all 2009. 2003. So there's a, quite a few of these. All right, so let me ask you this question. Unrelated, well, related, but um, again, tangential. Uh, I've been thinking a fair amount about the downsides of cash generally. And a lot of people have made this argument for many years. There are people who want to get rid of the $100 bill in U.S. currency because uh, a lot of the uses of it are for illicit purposes. It's common in smuggling and, and drug dealing and so on. There aren't that many what they consider legitimate um, uses of it. I'll tell you why I love cash, and then I'll mm -hmm. just yeah. interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this will change your argument or not. If I go out with somebody, let's say a friend or a date, or I'm taking business associates out and I want to pay— I've never heard you say business associates. That's such a grown-up phrase. Uh, yes, I'm, I feel like my dad. Do you dad, have business like, associates? My business colleagues. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I have people I do business with that I don't do anything else with. Why are you stripping? You're taking your clothes off now. Oh, it's hot in here, man. It's just a shirt. Like, you don't take off that last shirt, though. No, I'm No offense. No, I'm You're likable, but I don't really want to do this. I'm doing push-ups. I've been—I have muscles here. All right. But uh, uh, what I like about cash is I am— always terrified that final minute when you hand the credit card to somebody it's going to get rejected it's going to get rejected now, why not is that? because not because there's no money in there but like now credit cards with these chip technologies and stuff everybody there's like fraud alerts half the time i give a credit card there's a fraud alert you can't you can't pay with a credit card in the apple store without a fraud alert uh 
being triggered. So I can. Uh, so what I you do, can't plainly. <laughs> what I do before, like wait a, a dinner, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to get into this because I agree that the fraud algorithms that banks and credit card companies use are and they've heightened. finely tuned to the point. And you know, it's funny whenever they call you. And they ha- you know, they call you on your cell phone and say, as a protection, you know, da da da, where we've noticed this on your, on your activity on your account. We just want to protect your da da. And I say to them, and every time, you're not protecting me. You're protecting you, right? You're, because they, they, you, if you just say something's a fraud, you have thirty days to you get all the money back. Yeah, if I you mean, just it, say is, a fraud. it is one of the nice things about our economy, consumer-oriented economy, in that you're you're almost never on the hook for that kind of thing. But that said. It gets triggered. I, I can tell what's going to trigger mine, going to a, a place where I've never been or even a neighborhood in a city where I've never been. But if you're getting it every other time at the Apple store, that might mean you've got activity on your card as a matter of course. Are you buying a lot of Singaporean uh, noodles online? Are you buying a lot of Singaporean pornography? Noodles? Uh, where did Singaporean noodles come I from? Like That's a just a of, random thing I no, would buy online. They, I've got to go to Amazon and buy a hundred pack of Singaporean no, ramen. No, Amazon you'd be okay, but if you're buying them from Singapore, I'm saying... Or if you're buying a lot of, uh, are you buying a lot of Romanian video games online? I don't know what it is, but what I am, I'm, and you know what? It's not even that bad. I am just paranoid even once. I'm gonna get what that fraud. Why alert. do you care? This goes back to our question of approval. Yeah, I don't like, want. Are, are, do you people, want to not be embarrassed? Yeah, I don't want to be embarrassed. So what I'll do is I'll go to an ATM beforehand and I'll take out enough cash that I know is gonna pay for the dinner. And uh, so I I like cash. I like ca- I like to use cash to pay for things. I like to use my ATM card to get cash, but not to pay for things. So James, we've talked in the past about the very common question people say: if you could have one superpower, what would it be? The best answer to that question, of course, is China, right? So but that's I, not the kind of superpower that the question generally means. Oh, uh, I get it. it like means, a superpower country. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what made it funny, right. but now it's not. But here's the thing. <laughs> you talking about why you carry $2 bills and you talking about using cash so that you don't have to face a potential embarrassment of having a credit card get rejected— you know what I think would be a great superpower? And I'm not saying this just for you, not just for me, but I think every this would be an awesome superpower is to not have the experience of being embarrassed. Because I think that so much of what we do in public is done to kind of minimize, you know, damage to our reputation, minimize embarrassment and things like that at the expense of doing what we really want to do or really kind of you know, to put it in a total cliche, living to the fullest, really getting out there. True, but I don't think that this decreases my ability. I I solve these problems in such a way Mm. that it increases my ability to live the fullest. So using $2 bills creates so many stories for me, creates so many connections, even these, you know, small, tiny connections between shop owners and myself that it actually enhances my life. So you think fear of embarrassment it's, it's, not actually... just fear, it's not just fear of embarrassment, it's mitigating risk. And I'll give you another example. Here's what I do every time, and I just got outed about a week ago, a, a little secret that I do. Let's say you ask me and a bunch of friends to go to the movies. Hey, James, want to go to the movies? And, and I say yes, and you say, okay, I'll buy the tickets. Okay, I'll buy the tickets. So what I do always— Let me guess, I'll... you get there first, you buy all the tickets. No. As soon as you say you'll buy the tickets, I go online and I buy the same number of tickets for the same show. Now, you'll never know, 
99 times out of 100, you'll never know that I've done that. But one time, you'll get up there and you're scanning through the tickets and you realize you bought it for the next day. I'm sorry. And the movie's sold out. And you say, and I have, hey, no problem. I have a solution. You might think I'm weird, but I have the four tickets. You do this every time. Every time. And so you know how what? many times have you done this in the past year, let's say? Not that many, because I haven't been asked to the movies that much, unfortunately. But over over time, I've done it quite a bit. But let me just tell you, a week ago, yep. guess what? I'm going to guess you did it. I did it. My friend, and it, who was a very good responsible it? person, accidentally bought the tickets for the next day. And I said, this is going to sound weird, but I have a solution to our problem. Not only would it sound weird, but I would think for you to have done that would anticipate that I would make this very mistake, which doesn't sound like a natural anticipation, no, but, that's but why it I, sounds like you've been stalked, like you've hacked into my computer. I don't want the person to feel bad, right, that uh, I assumed that he's an he or she for, would make a mistake. Right. And so I, I say, this has been my strategy all along, mm. and now I'm outed. I, it's a little strange, but... I do this all the time for everything. I'll do this for hotel rooms. I'll do it when I can. You know, sometimes it's expensive, but definitely movie tickets. And, I'll do and this what for. do you do with the four restaurant reservations? What do you do with the four tickets that you bought and don't use? Do you give them to somebody else? No, no, no. Just, just pocket them. No, just they're gone mm. after that. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't want to out myself that I did this weird thing, only in, in a worst case scenario. But it does mitigate the risk that I'm not going to have a good time going to the movie with my friends. Well, let me say this, James. I learned many things about you today for which I'm grateful, but the f- most important thing I learned is the is next mitigate time, risk. Well, no, the next <laughs> time I call you to ask you to the movies and tell you I'm going to buy the tickets, I don't need to bother because you're going to back me up. You strike me as the kind of person that society needs some of, but not too many of. Well, it's okay. And again, I know this all sounds weird, but it's all about mitigating risk and creating fun stories, and life is good after that. Can't wait until tomorrow for more QOD? Hear a clip from our next show right after this. With Allstate, there's no need to pick sides. You can own your own business, and you can be your own boss. This opportunity is a no-brainer. So head on over to allstateagent.com slash question of the day to get more information about opening your own agency. Here's what we have lined up for the next episode of question of the day. I have a question. It's just, it's not. Sure you do. Most of the time we ask evergreen kind of questions like, oh, is fruit good? Um, But this, (laughs) this is actually just specifically right now. Like I haven't watched TV in a while. What are the, and now there's so many new sources of original content like you know, Netflix, Amazon, Bravo, Hulu. What are, like, some good TV shows? What are your favorite TV shows? I'm curious you left out HBO, since that's your former employer. 